everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. I'm Jim, sitting over there is Denver Dave and we're here to talk about the NFL. Hey Dave. Hey, how you doing man? Very good, thank you mate. Very, very good. How about you? Yeah. <laughs> been better, been worse, you know. Mediocrity rules supreme. You had a week without football, as I had last week basically. Yeah. Stolen from you. By those bastard patriots. Well, Just stop licking each other. Just stop licking it. Just get on with it. <laughs> we play this week though so it's fine mm-hmm, it means mm-hmm. a complete schedule reshuffle and an early uh, bye for us that's ruined our season <laughs> <laughs> join my club now now you feel my pain yeah. right so we've got week 5 to talk about uh, lots of stuff happened in week 5 so we'll try and get through everything without boring you to death and then we'll move on to week 6 and uh, obviously the picks and the bets and all the other good stuff there so Dave I want to start the week 5 review mm. in Atlanta yeah, I think that's probably a good place to start. Another good day for Teddy Bridgewater and the Carolina Panthers. Two touchdown passes to DJ Moore and Mike Davis. No interceptions, no sacks, and a 23-16 divisional win at the Falcons. Following the game, the Falcons fired head coach Dan Quinn and GM Thomas Dimitrov on Sunday night, with two years remaining on their contracts after an 0-5 start in the 2020 and seven and nine finishes the previous two seasons. Yep. So it marks the first time that Arthur Blank, the owner. Uh, who purchased the Falcons in 2002, has fired a coach in season. Previous time the Falcons had fired a coach during the season was 1968, when Noel Becker was let go um, after an 0-3 start. You're going to the bottom of the pile this one. <laughs> I am. Uh, let's talk about Dimitrov first, obviously the general manager. Seems yeah. a bit of a wunderkind when he first came in. Um, he became the GM in 2008 and drafted Matt Ryan with his first pick. Uh, he had the third overall. He's only drafted one over quarterback after that, though, Dave. Yeah. Do you know who that was? No idea. Sean Renfrey from Duke in the round seven of the 2013 it. draft. Right on the tip of my tongue. So when, he when drafted you, the quarterback and then gave up. Yeah, but when you pick your franchise quarterback, I know you don't like him, but he is their franchise quarterback. You don't need to pick another one. It's as simple as that. You need to start planning. And they'll do that the in a couple of years. A couple of years, <laughs> Jesus. I've been watching him then. It's not too long ago that they gave Matt Ryan the big hefty contract he's on now. Well, yeah. But no, he had me, one good season. It's so. not very often that you see a GM and a head coach both sacked mid-season. It's kind of like mm. the owners sitting there going, "All right, we need to get rid of the manager," and the GMs going, "No, no, it's fine, it's fine. We need to get rid of. No, it's fine, it's fine." It's, right, you're both gone. Sod it. That's it. Done. <laughs> you didn't read the room, did you? Yeah. Um, uh, and then obviously, let's talk about uh, Dan Quinn, head coach of the Atlanta. It's his first head coaching job. Yeah. Um, his he ring. was defensive coordinator at Seahawks. Seahawks. I was going to say Seahawks. So he, had, he got a Super Bowl win there. Uh-huh. Started the Legion of Boom. Uh-huh. Uh, his career. Well, he was there when the Legion of Boom was there. He wasn't. Yeah. He didn't. I don't think he started. Did I say it. he engineered it? Then you said he started the Legion. He was Boom. there when it started. He was there when it started. Well, he's got to have some credit. All right. That's well, how he got the head coaching job in the first place. The I club. could have coached that squad to a half decent standard. All right. Let's not go nuts. Well, he ends up with a, a positive record. In terms of wins losses, so he has a forty six to forty four career yeah. record with the Falcons. Um, I'm assuming someone will pick him up at some point in the future. Oh, Maybe he'll go back to being a, a coordinator for a while. But um, yeah, it was inevitable after yep. the horrific losses they they sustained, and the fact that the offense was putting up loads of points, and the defense, which is supposed to be Dan Quinn's wheelhouse, yeah, which is what I kind of don't understand. If you've got a, a good relationship with your uh, GM which I'm assuming he had after being together for so many years six mm. six years he was six there years. or five, five six and a years six years Quinn was there yeah. and um, Dimitrov was there for 12 years so it, you kind of sit there thinking 
you know you should have a good relationship together and be able to build a team together if you're a defensive coach why are you so heavy on the offensive side of the ball and so light on the defensive side of the ball mm. normally it goes the other way you could make an argument the last two drafts were particularly uninspiring for the Falcons true I mean in not last draft the one before that they picked up two offensive linemen mm. with their first two picks um, yeah. I like Chris Lindstrom but he's not a first brown pick Oh, no, you know, it's, it's insane. I mean, in all, Dimitrov has drafted 93 players in yeah. his 12 years. Only 12 have made pro roll appearances. So you're not getting a massive hit rate out of That's those. That's true. I think one of the one of the key issues for Dimitrov was the Julio Jones trade, uh, the signing trade that he did in the draft. It was he moved up to get Julio Jones. Yeah. He gave up five picks. I mean, he gave them up to the Browns. And the Browns didn't do a lot with them well, because yeah. because they're the Browns. the Browns. But if you look at what they actually achieved, those players that were picked up, the five players, I mean, mm. the Browns picked them, so inevitably two of them were going to be bums. Mm. Then they got bounced around a couple of times, those picks, and got traded here, there, and everywhere. But between those five picks, there's a Super Bowl winner, five Pro Bowls, sack leader, three All-Pros, 97 sacks, 766 tackles, and that's when the Browns draft in. Mm. You gave up five picks to pick up a wide receiver. Now, I know Julio Jones is great, and that's fine, yeah. but he's also had a foot problem for a decade. <laughs> and. You know, the back problem carrying that team as well. For oh, this is, a, this is very true as well. And I, I, I'm a massive fan of Julio Jones, but you're giving mm. up so much. It's a lot two, for a wide receiver. Yeah, two first, a second, a third, and a fourth for a wide receiver. I mean, they draft wide receivers in the in the first round. I mean, Calvin Ridley was a first round pickup as well for them. Yeah, and he's he's been absolutely been great. Great, been great. But you can pick up wide receivers lower down in the draft. Absolutely, I so. agree. So that that was crazy. I mean, imagine what that Falcons team could have done with the likes of Matt Khalil, Justin Houston. They're the type of mm. plays they gave mm. up. There you go. Back to the game quickly before we move on. Yeah. Uh, Robbie Anderson had 112 receiving yards for the Panthers. Mike Davis with 149 scrimmage yards and Justin Burris. It felt with like more. <laughs> Mike Davis, it felt like a lot more than that. He's very good. He's, He's very, very good. good. And Todd Gurley looked like the old Todd Gurley with a rushing touchdown and 150 scrimmage yards. Calvin Ridley had 136 receiving yards. But the 17 unanswered points for the Panthers in the second quarter was the hammer blow to this yeah. low enthusiasm team. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so there it ended. Dan, the Quinn's, era. Dan Quinn's career ends with a 43-42 and 42 record. With that talent he's got on that In team, the regular season. In the regular season. That's not good enough. It's as simple as that. It's just not good enough with that talent. The other thing is they probably missed their Super Bowl window as well. Oh, yeah, it's gone. That's finished. There is <laughs> With that defense, there's no way you're making it near the playoffs, let alone Super Bowl. Mm. Let's move on, Dave. Let's. We've got so much more to talk about. Uh I want to go to Kansas City. Ugh. Purely for Punk Raiders' benefit here, where the Las Vegas Raiders went into Kansas and they won 40 points to 32. Hang on a minute. <laughs> that can't be right. It's a misprint. <laughs> and Derek Carr threw for more yards than Patrick Mahomes. 347 yards, three touchdowns and one interception for Carr. Um, Brashad Breland uh, picked him. On the other side, Patrick Mahomes had 340 passing yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Jeff Heath, ex-Cowboy, I believe, uh, intercepted him on that one. What you saw in this game, I think, Dave, was a a win at both lines for the Raiders. So the offensive and defensive line bullied the Kansas City Chiefs at the line. And they just couldn't stop them. The Chiefs just could not stop the Raiders at all from marching down the field and scoring points. And seemed to struggle a lot on offense as well. 
Yeah, I've been saying for a long time the Raiders are winning the line of scrimmage. It's just everywhere else they're not dominating. Mm. Well, Henry Rogers um, is back. Yep, and went down the field quite a few Ooh, times as well. I've been saying for eighteen yards on two catches yes. and a touchdown. He, he is literally a deep threat and nothing else. Oh yeah, but that's why um, I picked him up in fantasy because I was like, oh, yeah, now we're going to start using him. But he's going to be boom or bust. Oh yeah, yeah. So there's going to be some weeks when he's, he's going to score zero. He's a flex, <laughs> without a doubt. No, I, I mean it was a great performance by the Raiders, and the Raiders are doing what everyone else in the AFC West needs to do. Mm. Um, there's no point in doing what the Broncos and the Raiders and the Chargers have been trying to do for ages and that's prevent Kansas from scoring you've got to go out there and score 40 points that's the only way you're going to beat them it's as simple as that now for the purposes of this game I was a Raiders fan all <laughs> out I was a Raiders fan all over but no oh, that's not good yeah well briefly it's the Raiders first win at Arrowhead since 2012 um, so only 8 years I uh, have a feeling the Broncos. Yeah, when John Gruden was coaching them. Yeah, I have, first time. I have a feeling the Broncos will be waiting longer than that. To get the win. <laughs> um, and it snaps snaps the uh, Chiefs' thirteen game winning streak as well. Yeah, which includes the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, um, Mahomes spoke to a Kansas City radio phone-in show sure. and um, they kept on really pushing him I only heard sort of clips of it they kept on Just really pushing about is this you know is this the end of the Super Bowl era blah blah you know the usual tele- kind of telephone radio show that you get and all he kept on saying was you know this is the wake up call that's all it is mm. it's just a wake up call and he did say that the wake up call should have come against the Chargers when they couldn't put any points on the board Yeah, but certain players in the locker room aren't uh, I haven't hit that moment of realisation yet where they have now now mm-hmm. normally when a quarterback says that it, there's some repercussions but when you've just signed a half a billion dollar contract and you've got a <laughs> 10 year deal anyone else in the dressing room is probably just going to have to shut up and get on with yeah, it yeah he's pulling his weight yeah, so. yeah I think so Josh Jacobs with two touchdowns and 77 yards on the ground Devontae Booker had 62 yards the ex, uh, ex-Bronco yeah I mean that's the best thing he's ever done in the NFL <laughs> and Nelson Aguilar and Darren Waller both caught touchdowns from uh, from Carr on the other side of the ball Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had 80 scrimmage yards Travis Kelsey had a touchdown so did Sammy Watkins the sacks in the game for the Raiders came from Nevin Lawson Chris Smith and Max Crosby and second round draft pick Willie Gay got his first NFL sack for the Chiefs yep and with that, I'm going to move on to the next game, Dave, unless you've got anything else you want to say on this game. Uh, only that it makes the AFC a little bit more interesting. It does. So it does. I was, you can't win every game. So. No, but I, a couple a few weeks ago when uh, Kansas played and beat the Ravens, I, th- I think I remember saying that the Ravens have probably won three games mm-hmm. with that. They've got home advantage. Well, they've basically missed playing a uh, wildcard game. Home advantage in Kansas, where it's minus a billion. It's cold, yeah. In uh, the divisional game. Mm-hmm. And then home advantage again, probably against the Ravens, if the Ravens can manage to get there this time, <laughs> in the AFC game. Now they've lost this, it puts them on a level par. So there is kind of, is now how they perform for the rest of the season and how the Ravens continue to perform as well. They could end up playing a wildcard game. They won't, but they could. It puts it. It's kind of a leveler. It's a par again. So well done, Raiders. Well done. Mm, let's see what they do. From, can they push on now with Carr? Yeah. Throw a few more downfield passes. <laughs> I want to go to Dallas. Get yeah. this one out of the way, Dave. It was a fairly tight game in the end, but uh, it ended up with Dallas winning thirty-seven points to thirty-four against New York, who are still winless. Yeesh. Uh, it's going to be difficult to skirt around the big talking point of this game. So I don't know. Uh, Dak Prescott obviously. Everyone who hasn't been living under a rock knows that he yeah. broke his leg 
it's compound fractury horribleness. Apparently, Tony Romo is now <laughs> oh, aware no. of it as well. Got a second opinion from Romo. So, yeah, Tony so Romo. Tony Romo is uh, sitting there looking at that, laying on the ground with his ankle pointing in the opposite direction, going, "Let's hope it's just cramp." <laughs> I think you're being very harsh, Dave. Hey. I think it's fairly fairly obvious what happened when that happened. He instead of looking at the camera, poked his head up and tried to see what was going on on the sideline. Yeah, because stick, some, stick to the TV, Romo. Sometimes like that, when everyone's crowding around, the camera can't get through, and you can tell by the coaches what's going on. And I think that obviously he was just hoping it was a crowd. Not on this occasion. When though. he saw it, I'm sure even Tony Romo. <laughs> I mean, this guy's like Nostradamus. I mean, we shouldn't be questioning Romo. Yeah, not so much at the moment, is he? <laughs> Come on. Anyway, before that, Dak was having an okay game. Yeah, he had 166 passing yards. Um, he'd caught a touchdown on a fairly special throw from Cedric Wilson. Yeah. Um, he had one interception though Kyler Fackrell got him on a pick six for New York in the on, first half on that I felt a bit guilty after the game about what? because on the touchdown that Dak received yes so he runs off to the side catches for the special he's running over the line and the defensive back can make a tackle I mean he's not going to stop the <laughs> touchdown but he can make a tackle and all I'm thinking of if I'm that defensive I would have wiped him out I would have destroyed him mm. because Anyone, I mean, that's taking the piss a bit. Let's not lie. <laughs> and I'd have been like, right, this is my end zone. If you're coming in, I'm going to hurt you. Mm. Now, half an hour later, I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's rough. I probably shouldn't have thought that <laughs> <laughs> when his ankle was hanging off in the opposite direction. But well. that was kind of how it. That was kind of how it went for the Giants. It it was all a bit soft. The tackling, I mean, you were bouncing off everywhere. And that's not what we're used to seeing. I mean, the Giants are useless on offense. We know that. Mm -hmm. They've got the second worst, well, they've got the worst offense in the league. Um, Really? Worse than the Jets? Oh, yeah. Worst offense in the league. I mean, they've only scored 47 points this season. They scored 34 in this game. 34 of them were in this game. (laughs) That tells you everything you need to know. On the ground, they've they've got the second fewest running yards this season and Mm. that's only ahead of the Broncos now bear in mind the Broncos have played a game less and have I think it's 15 fewer attempts in three games the Broncos don't run the ball that much we just haven't this season and yet the Giants have played a game more and still have fewer rushing yards or only I think seven more rushing yards it Mm -hmm. is their run game is garbage (laughs) so because of that they have to go in the air and it means that their offense is just constantly three and out, three and out, three and out, which means the defense is on the field for three times as long. And their issue isn't on defense, it's on offense. It yeah. simply is. I mean, Darius Slayton had 129 receiving yards. And that's been typical Giants. all season. It's all in the air because there's yeah. nothing on the ground. And he's the one person that can bring it down. Yeah. He's a legit good wide receiver. And they have another wide receiver now, Andrew Thomas. <laughs> yeah, left tackle. <laughs> Devonta Freeman got a rushing touchdown for the Giants, as did Evan Ingram yeah. on a trick play. On the other side, Ezekiel Elliott got two rushing touchdowns, 91 yards on the ground. C.D. Lamb, 124 yards. Michael Gallup, 73 yards. And, of course, Andy Dalton had to come in as a fairly decent backup, as backups go. He's you know starting calibre. Yeah. He's got a lot of experience there. He's perfectly so good. Didn't throw any, any picks. He lost a fumble, but so did Daniel Jones, and both of them didn't throw a touchdown. So. No. I think they're going to keep moving. The Cowboys' offense continues to read like a telephone directory. You know, there's yeah. just names with big numbers next to them. It's mm. their defense. Their defense is garbage. Yeah. I mean, the Giants scored 34 points against them. Oof. The Falcons scored big points against. Them. Everyone scored mm. big points against them. They've conceded the second most points this season. 
Oh, sorry, conceded more than anyone and scored the second most points. Mike McCarthy on the hot seat? Yeah, he should be. He should be, yeah. I mean, He's I, playing worse now than Garrett. But I know this this whole thing of any new coach coming in didn't have any OTAs and whatever, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But when you've been at a Super Bowl winning team and a great team like the Packers for so long, you should be able to come in and have some sort of immediate impact. He's not in the hot seat and he won't be in the hot seat. But he potentially should be, and it now gives him an out in the fact that he's lost his franchise quarterback. Yeah, um, it's a shame for Dak as well because obviously he's in a, a contract, contract yeah. year. So um, this can be even more interesting what they do with him. Yeah, Cowboy season's over. It's done. But do, um, they, but do they pay him next year, or does it go somewhere like the Bears or the Colts? I don't know. There's going to be some suitors for him because oh yeah. Definitely a leader. Yeah, and the good news about it as well is because he's been franchise tagged, they can either franchise tag him or let him go as a unrestricted free agent as well. Mm-hmm. Let's move on, Dave. Let's, Let's move on. It's a fairly garbage game other than that. The Cleveland Browns, they were at home to the Indianapolis Colts and they won 32 points to 23. Baker Mayfield, 247 passing yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions by Anthony Walker and Bobby Okariki. First time. And uh, on the other side, Philip Rivers, 243 passing yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions by Ronnie Harrison and Sheldrick Redwine. Was it only two? It felt like about nine. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. He now has 203 career interceptions. He's doing well, isn't he, Phil? Ridiculous. I mean, this is just picking up from last season. But out of all of the quarterbacks who've, who are in the league at the moment, he's played the 10th most games ever. Out of all quarterbacks ever. Right. And he still can't pick up play recognitions on defense. <laughs> it's weird. I just don't get it. Yeah. Not none of the interceptions that he's thrown, I mean, none of them are athletic plays by defense. The guys are just sort of standing there. They're there. Yeah, I'll the stand one. here and catch the ball and run it forty yards back. It's Zone ridiculous. Defense. It oh mate. It's driving me mad. <laughs> Obviously Nick Chubb wasn't available for the game. Nope. So Kareem Hunt was the feature back there. Twenty carries, seventy two yards, no touchdowns on the ground. Uh, he did get a touchdown through the air, though. Uh, 21 yards receiving for Kareem Hunt. Rashad Higgins was the other touchdown receptionist for the Browns. Um, on the other side of the ball, T.Y. Hilton had 69 yards on six catches. And Colts kick returner Isaiah Rodgers had a 101-yard kick return. Yeah. But it was fairly inspiring from the Colts. Uh, yeah. Did, I mean, mean, you were expecting them to come in and do well in this game, weren't you? I was expecting them to win the game, probably. Mm. Um and I think give him a half decent serviceable quarterback, and they probably would have. If you put, May- uh, I mean, Baker- they did pick the Colts to win this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you put Baker Mayfield on the Colts, they would have won this game. They lost this game purely Ooh. because of their dodgy quarterback play. Um, that, that's literally all I have to say on that. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Jonathan Taylor got a rushing touchdown for the Colts. Just Big fan of Jonathan Taylor, rookie. Yeah, yeah. well done. Uh, let's go on to the next game then. So that was the Seattle Seahawks at home to the Minnesota Vikings. Ooh, close game, Dave. Close game. 27-26. I won't tell you who it was yet. Russell Wilson, uh, 217 yards, <laughs> passing three touchdowns, one interception by Eric Wilson. Kirk Cousins, on the other side, 249 passing yards, two touchdowns, one interception by KJ Wright, and lost a fumble as well. Uh, Russell also had 58 rushing yards, and Chris Carson got a rushing touchdown on 79 scrimmage yards. But I suppose DK Metcalf's you know, blowing hot and cold, he makes mistakes, but he also comes up with big games. Ninety-three passing, sorry, ninety-three receiving yards and two touchdowns. It's becoming his mantra, though, isn't it? Yeah, making mistakes. Go big or go home. Yeah, <laughs> they talk about boom or bust. 
He's more, he's more boom than bust. And he had another very good game here. Will Disley got the other receiving touchdown for the Seahawks. On the other side, Alan Thielen came in with two touchdowns and 80 yards receiving. Uh, Dalvin Cook got a touchdown, but Alexander Matteson got 112 rushing yards, 136 scrimmage yards. And I think Dalvin's out for this weekend. Yep. Suffered an injury. And there was another sack for Yannick Ngokwe for the Vikings. But the winner were the Seahawks. 27-26. If, if you look at you look at all the stats, so look at um, number of yards. I mean, Minnesota got more yards than mm-hmm. Seattle mm-hmm. by a considerable margin. Uh, number of first downs, time in possession, number of rushing yards. Every single category they won. Yeah. Apart from one. And that's because Seattle have Russell Wilson. It's that mm. simple. Yes. There is no in-depth analysis needed for this game, unfortunately. <laughs> the problem is Viking. the Vikings probably win this game if they've got Stephon Dix because it's easy for defences to just cover tight ends. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Rudolph, but mm. anything over 15 yards and there's no point in coverage him because he's, the, the ball's not going no. to him over no. that period. So you just cover Thielen and Jeffrey. There's whatever... They don't, Jefferson. Yeah, Jefferson, not that. Not Alshon Jeffrey. No. Certainly not. You no, no need to cover not Alshon Jeffrey. Um yeah, and it, they're now it's a five and zero team against one and four team. Because um, you cover the two receivers, what else do they have? You can load the box. They've got a good running game. No, they have, and that's what I'm saying. You can load the box, stop Dalvin Cook, stop the two wide receivers, and they've got nothing there. It's similar to what was happening last season before Stefan Diggs mouthed off on his podcast. It was because he wasn't letting the ball go, and he yeah. really wasn't giving opposition secondaries anything to think about and it's the same this season I mean I've said it before Minnesota I've kind of given up with them because they're not that dynamic offence they should be yeah you're never one of those coaches that seems to have run out of ideas yeah you you look at what they have uh, on their roster and you think they should be explosive you think that they should have they should have game they should really be able to trouble any team and they mm. just don't they don't win any lines it's a one point game well, yeah, but even still, any other game this season, what where have they really been close to looking like this great expansive team that we all expect them to be? It hasn't really happened. It hasn't happened. Well. This is strange well, to I mean, say. They, they made the playoffs last year. They did beat the Saints. Yeah, they made the playoffs as one of the wild card teams. Yeah, and beat the Saints. They always beat the Saints. <laughs> that's, that's like that's like saying Petra. that's like saying I had breakfast. Vikings beat the Saints. <laughs> that's what we call a Wednesday. Let's move on then from a close game to a game that wasn't close at all. And that was the Miami Dolphins at the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, but this was a massacre. But not the way you thought it was going to go, eh? No, indeed. The, the Dolphins stunk it up there. 43 points. Oh, Bruce Lee style. That's a horrendous On the nice. 49ers. <laughs> 17 points for the 49ers who ended up benching Jim Garoppolo on his first game back from injury. Uh, Jimmy had thrown two interceptions on seven completions and had a 15.7 rating before being pulled for C.J. Bethard, who scored a touchdown, but lost a fumble. Um, Ints for Garoppolo were Xavier Howard and Bobby McCain. And they, well, the first one was a little bit unfortunate, but the second one was right into the gullet, basically. Uh, Beneficiaries then for the Dolphins, obviously Fitzpatrick having another good game, 350 passing yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, 154.5 rating, which is close to perfect. Uh, Preston Williams had a great game 106 receiving yards and a touchdown on just four catches 
Mike Gazicki had 91 receiving yards. Devontae Parker got a touchdown. Adam Shaheen got a touchdown. The forgotten tight end from the Chicago Bears, who was good overdrafted. Blocker, he is um, a good blocker. Six foot seven guy in a, in a small school. Yes. So he stood out. He is. I mean, they've got the tight end. They've got a good mix now because they've got Shaheen yeah. on one side who can block and Gazicki who's very much a receiver. So mm. it's, a, it's a good mix they've got. And they've, it's the same in the run game. Yeah. Miles Gaskin had a touchdown, 91 scrimmage yards, and Matt Breeder. Facing his old team at 28 yards, 59 scrimmage yards. They're not the key, though, this season, I don't think. I really Go don't. On. So if you look at the Dolphins last season, they didn't have a finisher. So more often than not, they'd get up to the red zone and they just wouldn't be able to finish a game and wouldn't be able to finish a drive. And Jordan Howard coming in has really given them that ability. Mm-hmm. So their finisher last year was supposed to be Keelan Balage. I mean, I like oh, Keelan Balage, bless him, but he was traded for a conditional seventh round pick that never materialised to the Jets. Yeah, cut by the Jets, and I think he's on the practice squad of the Chargers now. Insert, <laughs> well, congratulations on keeping up with his career. More yeah, insert apostrophe there if he's not. Um, <laughs> all of last year, so he was meant to be the red zone threat. He was going to punch it in from a couple of yards. Okay. Um, all last year he got three touchdowns that's mm. all he's done mm. Jordan Howard's come in on 14 attempts or he's got 14 yards basically but he's got three touchdowns that's what he's there for ram it in from a yard and do nothing else he came over from the Bears I believe or no he came over from the Eagles, the Eagles and was with the Bears, the Bears before that yes, yeah. so he's there purely as a finisher mm-hmm. and it's again them having that balance on, in the run game so they've got the every sort of move is covered and they've also I mean if you look at the, the Ryan Fitzpatrick's also got two rushing touchdowns from short gain as well. So that's five um, rushing touchdowns from a short period. And they only had three all of last season. So it, it's they're now having that balance, which comes from having a good head coach and good good coach and good pick up. I mean, they've drafted really well and they've picked up for running free agency. It's not just the uh, offensive side of the ball over, Dave. Yep. Let's not forget the defense. I mean, I talked about the two interceptions there for Howard and McCain, but they had five sacks on the day as well. So they had sacks by Jerome Baker, Andrew Van Ginkle, Emmanuel Ogba, Zach Sealer, and Alandon Roberts. Um, and the most consistent of all Dolphins this season, Jason Sanders made all five field goals for the second week in a row and four extra points to give him a 14-point day. I mean... I'm very happy I picked him up in fantasy. I bet you are. <laughs> it didn't help you, though. Didn't, no. Now, if, I, if we were sitting there a year ago, right, and I'm saying, okay, 49ers are playing the Dolphins, mm. and one of the team's defensive lines are going to... They're going to kill it. You're going to be like, well, that's 49ers, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But mm, it was somewhat the other way around this time. I mean, time. They, they were held. It, it just stinks of a quarterback coming back too early when he's blatantly not ready. How come Nick Mullen didn't come back in? He He's must Mullen, have been injured. He must I was going to say, because I, the last well, time I remember... They him, didn't they? Because he was having a, a bad time. Touchdown to the 49ers came from Carl Juszczyk, uh, who rushed one in, and Kendrick Bourne, who caught one. Um, but the rest of the receivers, so Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle were held for 44 yards apiece. Um, Raheem Mostert got 90 yards on the ground 119 scrimmage but it was nowhere near enough to pull them back against that Dolphins team that just had fun they looked, they looked like they were having fun out there yeah. and the 49ers looked shell-shocked yeah this was the, I mean, how many how many acres do you think this busted oh it busted mine for a start <laughs> <laughs> yes that and the Chiefs game yeah <laughs> but congratulations to the Dolphins you can see this the the germination of a, a good team coming through there, Dave, and that's even before Tonga Vailoa started. Yeah, I've I've said this. I wouldn't start him this season. Well, no, you don't need to. No, I absolutely wouldn't. There's no point in risking him. Um, if you do start, I mean, they could end up finishing the second in that division, really, mm-hmm. um, and going for a playoff run. But again, I wouldn't start him this season. There's no point. No. 
Next game. Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, at gosh. home to the Philadelphia Eagles. That's right, Dave. We've got to, we've got to give them a shine eventually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ended up with the Steelers winning 38 points to 29. Big Ben having 239 passing yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, a rating of 125.4. Carson Wentz on the other side, 258 passing yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, one by Steven Nelson. Oh, sorry, both by Steven Nelson. So he had a good game. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and But obviously the person with the best game that week was Chase Claypool. I mean, he, he second had, round, our first pick. He had an okay game. He's not you know, he was special. Right. He was, he was fine. Right. Yeah, he only had 110 receiving yards on seven catches, three touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown as well. Can you imagine having him in fantasy and leaving him on your bench? Could you imagine <laughs> 35 points sitting on your bench? Yeah, I can imagine that. Oh, that'd be terrible, wouldn't it, Jim? <laughs> well, at least someone drafted him and had him there ready for when he starts going off. Okay. There would, there would be, I would have been mental to have started him this week. I've got, I've, I've got better receivers anyway that have been starting <laughs> the first four weeks. But week five, he's look. This is brilliant because now I can trust him to come on off my bench and start scoring some points. I think his sixty-yard receiving touchdown against the Broncos meant you probably could have trusted <laughs> yeah, I'll get him. It done, yeah, but yeah. This is what we see from the Steelers all the time, though. First, turns. yeah, first receiver gets tied up, second receiver prospers. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown came in, was spent all all his entire time dragging two men out wide and running routes. Juju Smith-Suster runs that you know runs right and ends up getting a thousand yard season, mm-hmm. fifteen touchdowns, whatever it will be. Same again for Claypool now. It's what happens with the with the Steelers. He's basically saying, okay, you're in double coverage. That's fine. We're going in the opposite direction. I've got a James Washington or Deontay Johnson who's injured at the moment. So I mean, there's another good wide receiver that they really like that is not available at the moment. Yeah. Um, Eric Ebron had 43 yards but lost a fumble. Juju had 28 yards um, on just four catches. On the other side, Travis Fulgham having another monster day for the Eagles. 152 bloody yards and a touchdown on 10 catches. So he just kept getting open. All I remember is Fulgham was the name of a character on some SNES fighter game that I used to play because I'd never heard of him before this weekend. Okay. Uh, JJ Sega Whiteside watch, Dave. He got 37 yards in this game. On it was one on catch. one catch. On one catch. Oh, he's a monster catch. Don't get me wrong, but... And Greg Ward got a touchdown through the air. Miles Sanders had 99 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns. Right. But on the Steelers' side, James Conner got a touchdown. And, yeah, I said Chase Cobble already. So, yeah, James Conner got a touchdown as well. Okay. So... That's what I say. Elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah. Carson Wentz. Mm. So... Obviously, this week we've seen numerous quarterbacks getting dropped. Yes. For injuries, um, in air quotes. <laughs> yeah. Um, such as Darnold, severe. for example. Well, no, no, no. no. Oh, some severe, some non severe. I'm talking about Sam Darnold's right, okay, injuries, right, in, air, yeah. in air quotes. Um, and also Dwayne Haskins as well. Um, but below each of those is Carson Wentz in terms of the quarterback rating. Now, Carson Wentz so far this season has thrown nine interceptions when he only threw seven in all of last season. He's seeing ghosts, he's hearing footsteps, all of the... all relatives you want to give, yeah. Every single one of them. He, so far this season, has been terrible. Now, sitting behind him is Jalen Hurts. Yeah. At what point, and this is a genuine question, take your bias hat off and take your... take your... to any sort of preference that you have on... Because I know you're a big fan of um, Jalen Hurts as well. I wanted to draft him, yeah. At what point, if you're... Doug Peterson, do you replace Carson Wentz or at least have a look at what you've got behind him? Well, they did bring him in for a couple of snaps. 
in the game. Mm. So they're, they're starting to give him a bit more playing time. Uh, usually not wildcat packages or something. Yeah, yeah. Not, I mean... Not properly trying to... You can't, you can't really take those seriously. If we did, then we'd be... And it was completed as well, yeah, so if, he had a good, good pass on. Don't take those types of movements seriously. If we did, then yeah. we, we'd seriously be looking at Drew Brees being replaced by Taysom Hill, by Taysom Hill, and that doesn't—that's not going to happen. So I'm not overly too concerned with that. It's more just okay, okay. I I would have to look at the schedule, and obviously that's subject to change thanks to COVID. Yeah. But what they did, what the the team did with Haskins was they waited for a, a softer part of the schedule, and then moved him in, didn't they? So they kept him on the bench for the first part of the season when they knew someone like Travis Sim was going to get smacked up by good defenses, and, and then when they had Keenum a chance, as well, I think it was it. Sorry? Case Keenum as well, I think. And Case Keenum. Mm. But when it came to a soft part of the schedule, that was a perfect time to bring in your rookie and actually give him a chance to win some games and get some confidence going. I'm talking about the fact that Haskins has been kicked out of the game, though. He's been kicked out. Are we of... talking about Hurts? Are we talking about Haskins? Yeah, yeah no. no. What I'm saying is that Haskins has been kicked out Haskins. at the uh, Washington, almost called oh, the Washington that team, other yeah. word. <laughs> um, he's been kicked out of Washington. And, and his quarterback rating is higher than Carson Wentz. Yeah, yeah. I, I still think that they invested a lot of us in Carson Wentz, second overall pick. Yep. And he, you'd have to say that, you know, he was robbed of the chance of going to the Super Bowl the year they won it. He got them to the playoffs, mm. put his body on the line and, you know, met Aaron, Aaron Donald mm-hmm. on the goal line. But, you know, I think he's earned that chance to go through a bit of a, a down period. He's, Clearly a talented quarterback. Without doubt. But at the moment, he he's not... He defences, but he is, seems to be making fundamental mistakes. And I yes. think that is mostly down to his O-line being Swiss cheese. So w- at what point do you do you say, okay, take a break, just move away from it, and, or do you just simplify his game? <laughs> well, the other problem for Wentz is he's been injured so many times that you start getting that hesitation in your game. And he was all about stepping up in the pocket moving through arms and you know yeah, getting difficult. out of tackles it's and difficult to do when field. when you know it's one thing I would say about uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick there's a few times this weekend he knew he was going to get a big hit yeah didn't matter still released it big and then took the hit afterwards I can't remember don't see Wentz an injury doing like Wentz though no that's the whole point that's the, exactly the whole point twice shy. Yeah. and I think that's what we're seeing from Wentz if he had a great O-line in front of him he'd have a chance to get his confidence back but he doesn't yeah, and especially well, you're going against the Steelers' defense. I mean, they had sacks from Mike Hilton, uh, T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward won the half from Stephon Tuitt, Bud Dupree on the helper. So he was again scrambling for his life, and then you're going to throw interceptions as well. You haven't got the wide receiver help out there to yeah. to bring the ball. I mean, fair play to Travis Fulgham; he's making the most of his opportunity, but that shouldn't be your only outlet. No, you know where the hell's Zach Ertz gone? Well, they picked up J.J. Osega Whiteside ahead of. Um, DJ, DK Metcalf yeah. yeah it blows my mind the NFC East this season leads um, the NFL with 39 takeaways now at this rate <laughs> that's going to give them 156 takeaways this season Yeah, which would be an NFL record by a long way for a division I mean there are less takeaways a in country London. mile unbelievable I mean all over that division they are just giving possession away Mm-hmm. Um, and that division is the most open in football the Giants could probably still win it let's be honest they won't um, but with Dallas now on their back at quarterback and a Swiss cheese defence yep. it's open for Washington probably aren't going to be challenging for it and the Eagles the Eagles now 
should make the playoffs kind of by default. All I'm saying is, uh, hopefully you can see I'm trying to make excuses because yeah. I don't think Carson Wentz is the biggest problem in that team. No, I agree. But if so you can... benching him is going to make it any better. No, but at what point do you just bring someone in to see what you've got? But is the answer then just simplifying the game? Simplifying his pass progression to go in, okay, wide receiver, wide receiver, tight end, dump off. That's all you got to do. Sanders only had 11 carries in this game. They need to give him more carries. Yeah. They need to, you know... But if you've got if you've line. got no offensive well, line and all that's going to happen is going to run three yards and be met with a wall of tacklers. You've got to go outside zone, toss plays. You've yeah. got to you know, try and get the ball out wide. Screens. Do that. That's on that's on Doug Peterson to figure that one out. Indeed. But at least they know that they've got someone there in Jalen Hurts that could come in. He's a runner. He's got oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's got legs. So he if you if you've got a dodgy offense, uh, offensive line, that's potentially an option. Yeah. But even bring them in for a few plays to see what you've got at that point, which is what they seem to be doing at the moment. Look at the schedule. See if there's a game that you think he could do something in. If it's a chance of giving well, they've got, Carson a week off. I'm sure they've got the Giants soon, so we might yeah, see something again, then. Exactly. Against the Giants, <laughs> give him a week off. Although you never know if he wants that for confidence purposes. It completely depends on the on the personality of Carson Wentz. Whether you think he would take that, that benching for a week as a chance to kind of reset, you know, refocus yourself, knowing that you're going to come back as a starter. But the problem in this league is you have one good game as a backup and you're in contention and it's difficult to take that, that spot away from you once you've been given that chance and you take advantage of it. So, and some people have built a career on one good game. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's going to be interesting, but uh, Steelers undefeated is the uh, main oh. goal from that game. Let's move one, on then. One to... day we're going to do a pod without talking about the Steelers. <laughs> one day. It's an NFL podcast, Dave. Yeah. So the LA Chargers went to the New Orleans Saints, and uh, it was a 30 to 27 victory just for the Saints in overtime, obviously. You know. Drew Brees, 325 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception, and one rushing touchdown for Brees. That's his uh, typical sneak over the top from Brees. Yep. Or his jumper. That's what he does. Justin Herbert on the other side, 264 yards, but four touchdowns and no interceptions. Finished with a rating of 122.7. The touchdowns went to Mike Williams, who got two touchdowns, 109 yards, and a ridiculous catch. If you, I'm sure you've probably seen it on the yep. replays, falling on his back. I mean, that's why, that's a typical Mike Williams catch. He jumps up about 10 feet in the air and then lands on his back. Yeah. So that's why he's injured. Lands on his back and destroys his collarbone. That's just what he does. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) That's Mike Williams for you. (laughs) Uh, Keenan Allen got a touchdown. And and, injured. And injured. Hunter Henry got a touchdown. Injured? Because he's another one who loves an injury. He will be by tomorrow. (laughs) He loves an injury. (laughs) Yeah, on the ground as well, Justin Jackson has 71 yards. Obviously, Austin Eckler isn't available at the moment because of his injury. Um, And Joshua Kelly, the, the rookie, had 29 rushing yards. Joshua Kelly, who has... The worst sidestep I've ever seen <laughs> in the NFL. He looked like CJ Anderson in towards the end of Ooh. his career. It was awful. I mean, to the point where you could almost see the defensive line getting up and going, what were you doing? What was that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, on the other side of the ball, obviously Emmanuel Sanders, who came across from the 49ers, finally had a, a kind of breakout game. 12 receptions on 14 targets for 122 yards. I mean, that was... You know, I said the other day, I just saw like a replay of Alvin Kamara getting thrown five yard passes every time yeah. same thing happened again this week it was just oh is that the same play oh that's no, a different play just further down the field same player. just Sanders 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 well, one of the issues one of the reasons was because uh, the box was loaded by the Chargers f- to account for Alvin Kamara and 
Still day. a monster day. No, he still had a good day, but in terms of on the ground, it was there was no. Uh, I, I mean, how many touch did, did he score a touchdown? Was it one? Maybe Kamara didn't score a touchdown. No. So, and, and in terms of long monster plays, he he wasn't destroying. You know, he wasn't. His longest play was ten yards. Yeah, he wasn't creating big big chunk yards and it was almost what they did to Lamar Jackson they had someone man marking him remember what they, the Chargers did in the playoffs a couple of years ago he's kind of yeah kind of sit on in almost as a ghost middle linebacker and just mm-hmm. say right I'm man marking you wherever you go I go and it yeah. doesn't matter if I'm being taken out of the game and it surprises me that more teams don't do that you need but because of that do you do need the player to do it and this time it was um, Nasser Adley Nasser Adley was the guy doing it the now, rookie safety yeah that's and, a big job for a rookie safety. But as a safety, you should be able to read a game in order mm. to do it. And if you can just say, move up to cornerback, uh, move up to middle linebacker and just mark off a guy. So my comp for him was um, Cam Chancellor. That doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me at all. In college. Um, but and it's making that step up, which he seems to have done at the moment. He, I mean, he's a bit rogue at times, but generally he's pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Um, the big... A big thing in this game really is the fact that it freed up a man for um, Emmanuel Sanders basically going into one-on-one coverage and most of the time I mean Sanders used to play for the Steelers used to play for the Broncos we watched him a lot he will normally be single man-on-man coverage Mm. especially in the slot the the touchdowns came from uh, Taysom Hill rushing one in and Jared Cook receiving one as well Uh, did go to overtime in the end it was the Saints that came away with the the field goal um, from Will Lutz but the big news outside of the, the ground was that there's a missing player there for the Saints, and that is Michael Thomas. Yeah. So he was injured for the first three weeks of the season, but he's been benched recently. I mean, this guy was the number one leading receiver last year. Yeah, we heard it was for dis- a long way. disciplinary reasons. I don't know what he, got he did. In, he got into a fight, apparently, with one of the safeties, Chauncey Gardner. Oh, fire the safety. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this, no, but it's not just that. He's also been bitching to the coaches about plays and about his shoelaces and all kinds of stuff we've seen it a million times yeah he yeah and he didn't apologize either for the fight so you expect to just to bow your head and go look all right fair enough it was you know letting off some steam or whatever he hasn't done that he's kicked off at pace sean payton as well the head coach and they fined him fifty nine thousand, i think for detrimental behavior was that it but the, we've seen this too often with elite wide receivers he seems to be trying to go down the antonio brown route I was going to say, it reminds you uh, significantly of what Antonio Brown was doing yeah. at the Raiders and at the Steelers. I, I don't get it, but mm. he seems to be reading that textbook. Yeah. It does surprise me the, sta- the Saints don't give Jameis Winston a bit more of a, a go. <laughs> Only reason because, not, not as a dig. Okay. Um, Drew Brees can't, I think he's thrown over 50 yards once this season, completed over 50 yards once this season. He can't go long anymore. I mean, I know they don't really have that much of a deep threat anyway. No. But the amount of times last season we'd see Taysom Hill coming in and just launching it, saying, okay, let's just go for it. Let's just have a lottery just where we just punt it up and you have a big receiver. Jarrah Cook is a receiver. I don't care what he's... I don't yeah. I know he's a tight end, but he, he can't block. So throw one down to him. It just surprises me they don't bring someone like James Winston because he can gun it. Bring him in, let him, let him have a look at the offense and just have a go because... If if Drew Brees gets injured, I don't care what anyone says. They're bringing in Jameis Winston. There's yeah. no way they're handing that offense over. So give him, bring him in to have a look. It just surprises me a bit. Mm. They'll, they'll ride Drew Brees until he can't throw no more. Yeah, I think this is his last year. Let's hope so. <laughs> uh, 
those are the main feature games. Dave, let's talk about the other games that happened last week. Uh, all the way back last Thursday then, the Chicago Bears at home to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it all started so well for the Bucs. 10-0 in the first quarter with a touchdown for Mike Evans. But a one-handed touchdown pull in by Jimmy Graham and a rushing touchdown for David Montgomery put the Bears up by halftime. Um, after that, it was mostly defense making correct adjustments. Two sacks for Khalil Mack and both teams struggling to move the ball on offense. Notable performances, Cordero Patterson had 119 yards on free kick returns for Chicago. Standard. Former first-round pick uh, defensive tackle Vita Vea is out for the season for the Bucks with a broken ankle. And Carlton Davis with another interception for the Bucks. That's two in two games for Carlton. So congratulations there. And Big Dick Nick gets one over on Tom Brady once more. Yeah. Continuation of inevitability. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. also bust many, many actors as well. Bust, yes. Many hearts, many actors. Yeah. And Tom Brady's ability to count to four. <laughs> Next game was the Arizona Cardinals at the New York Jets. So another week for the Jets in 2020. 17-3 down at half time. Sam Darnold inactive, but Jameson Crowder doesn't seem to mind. Uh, Crowder had 116 receiving yards and the sole Jets touchdown. For the cards, Kenyon Drake and Chase, Chase Edmonds ran in touchdowns. And John Drew Hopkins had six catches for 131 yards and a touchdown when he realised that I could just catch it no matter who's near me. Pro Bowl defensive end Chandler Jones is due to have season-ending bicep surgery after suffering the injury in the first half of this game. But it ended 30 points to 10. And uh, yeah, Kyler Murray had a rushing touchdown as well. Yep, put it simply, good team against a bad team. Yes. Adam Gase still employed, which is weird. Did I say the score for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game with the, with the Bears? Sure. 20 to 19, so just in case I missed it. Next up then was the LA Rams at the Washington football team. So a sliver of good news this week was the return to the field of former number one overall pick Alex Smith, a quarterback for the team. Kyle Allen went down with an injury, so on jogged Smith. Unfortunately for Smith, he was standing behind what can only be generously described as an offensive line. Uh, rookie Jache Polite got a sack. Troy Reader got three and Aaron Donald got four for the Rams. Rams uh, running back Darrell Henderson had a rushing and receiving touchdown. Robert Woods had a receiving touchdown. And Jared Goff ran one in himself and then tried to spike the ball. Couldn't. Yeah. Small hands. Small hands. What was interesting was the uh, commentators were continually saying, uh, is Alex Smith going to be nervous about taking his first hit? His family was there. <laughs> and his first hit was by... Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald came running through, grabbed hold of him and slammed him to the ground. He spiked Alex Smith. <laughs> That's the way to look at it. But he got up and he was fine. The team had less than 150 yards of total offense on the day. Kyle Allen had to run in their sole touch, uh, touchdown early on in the game. Yeah, And he came back, uh, tried to come into the game and they retained Alex Smith. Yes. Bit strange, but there you go. Mm -hmm. No touchdowns, no interceptions for both of those QBs. Yeah. So an improvement. Uh, I mean it's difficult not to improve <laughs> um, yeah he, he, the fact that Dwayne Haskins drop, was dropped as a starter not only was he dropped from a starter but dropped to number 3 on the depth chart I don't yeah, know if we mentioned that last week but apparently was injured or had a yeah, infection of course or, he was he was at home yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next game then was the Baltimore Ravens at home to the Cincinnati Bengals I down mean, near a shutout here I mean nothing needs to be said for this game I'll, I'll say it anyway. Any hopes that their shiny new QB would single-handedly get the Bengals a division win went out the window on Sunday. Poor Joe Burrow was under attack the entire game. There were seven sacks for the Ravens' defense. First-round rookie Patrick Queen, Chuck Clark, Penel McPhee, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, Jimmy Smith, and Derek Wolfe, ex-Broncos, all got to him. 
receiving touchdowns for the Ravens came from Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews. Randy Bullock got a fourth quarter field goal to avoid the shutout. 27-3. What a game. What a game for the memory. <laughs> Who was that again? Uh, next game was the Houston Texans at home for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So an AFC South matchup. Finally, a Texans team we can get behind. What a difference. A lack of Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Texans look like their old selves with Brandon Cooks playing the role of Hopkins. Eight catches for 161 yards and a touchdown. Will Fuller and Darren Fells also got touchdowns from Deshaun Watson. Gardner Minshew got two touchdown passes to Keelan Cole and rookie from Texas Colin Johnson with his first NFL touchdown. Minshew and rookie James Robinson lost fumbles and Stephen Hauschka missed the both field goals for the Jags. Though Jared Wilson and Sidney Jones both picked Watson in that game. This is going to sound really... 14 was the final score. It's going to sound really corny. And it is. I'm sure not, is. not hiding that. It's genuinely corny. The Texans players were smiling. That's They <laughs> looked... Well, they were playing with enjoyment. Every time you've played sport, I've played sport. I've played, played sport to a half-decent level. And we always played better when we were having fun. Mm-hmm. And every game I've seen the Texans play recently... It doesn't look as though everyone's having fun. It looks as though there's stress. We saw... Well, there were stories of arguments in the locker room before the other games. I mean, there's a lot of the time there's always stories of arguments and stuff. It's, you normally got a 53-man roster, then plus a uh, practice squad. There's always going to yep. be rounds between players. Um, the fact that there was arguments between team captains and management says it's something else. But everyone just yeah. looked like they were having fun. It looked like a different team. Crazy. One more game to talk about, and that was the Tuesday night game, which is why we're recording now, Dave. Yeah. It pushed us. The Buffalo Bills are away to the Tennessee Titans. I wouldn't want to go in there. Buffalo got served their first loss of the year in COVID Central Tennessee. Derek Henry ran in two touchdowns. Titan Johnny Smith caught two touchdowns. AJ Brown got a touchdown catch of his own. And Tannehill ran one in to help put 42 on the vaunted Bills defense. Stefan Diggs had over 100 yards receiving for the Bills. TJ Yeldon and Zion McKenzie caught touchdown passes from Josh Allen. But Malcolm Butler caught two of Allen's throws as well. 42-16 the final score. And it were never close. Um, breaking news from the NFL. Yeah. Um, no Pro Bowl? No. Josh Norman has just landed from the stiff arm. <laughs> He's just this minute landed That's on the floor. Harsh. That's harsh. That's <laughs> funny though. He's a cornerback. <laughs> what do you expect? Anyone, anyone who doesn't know, look at just type in Derek Henry stiff arm. Well, it's that could be a long video. Brutal. <laughs> Josh Norman gets slam dunked into the turf. <laughs> I like Josh Norman. No, I think so, at least he made a play for them. No, I, I used to like Josh Norman when he was there. good as well. <laughs> no, he's been all right this season. He's not been, not been too bad. He's certainly better than he was last season. Hmm. Um, but yeah, no, he's, don't go in to try and tackle Derek Henry. Go in, go in low. Go in low. If you're a cornerback, he's just go in low. Yeah, I mean. no, he's... And what is it? Ambitious but rubbish. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill had 195 passing yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, a rating of 129.3. Josh Allen, 263 passing yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, rating of 77.6. Yep, his lowest for about 10 games. Um, That's weird, isn't it? I mean, he still looked good. Yeah. I mean, but, that, that, that touchdown pass that he threw to, I think it was a TJ Yeldon. That's I've never seen TJ Yeldon ever catch a pass like that. He's a running back. Bullet. Jags running back. Utter bullet. Yeah. They, they showed um, a video of the window that he had to actually aim in. And they did it as uh, kind of like uh, like a jet stream of where he had to not go. But it was perfect. It was literally perfect. Yeah. So the boys obviously got talent, but... Malcolm Butler I mean, one of them was a tip so write that one yeah off. the first one was that was the first drive basically as yeah. well so that didn't help him the second one there was no excuse I mean that nope. was a bad 
just missed the defender in, in the way. Yeah. But uh, still, you can see the mechanics are better on his lower half, and that's what's getting that zip on the ball. Not, not better. Like, levels better. <laughs> he has gone from being a guy who you questioned whether or not he should have gone in the first round mm. to being a franchise quarterback. He is a guy you can pin your franchise on. He protects the ball well. He's great movement on the floor, and you can gun it. Looks great. That was in the week five, Dave. Obviously, yeah. the Lions and Packers had bye weeks, mm-hmm. but also the Patriots and Broncos had a wow, well, yeah, emergency bye week. <sighs> what a waste! I know that one Broncos had some action though at the weekend. Yeah, Melvin Gordon. Do you want to explain what happened there, Dave? Uh, he got caught doing bet- what? Is it? They said between thirty-five and forty-five miles an hour over the speed limit when he was pissed up. <laughs> yeah, I mean. The speed limit. If you've just signed for a new franchise, you signed the deal that you were holding out the previous season for, the only team who was really interested in signing you and they've made you their bell carrier um, running back to the point where they've signed a big contract with you and not signed Philip Lindsay, don't be an idiot and drive over the speed over the speed limit while you're drunk. Get rid of him. I've Honestly, <laughs> this season he's not performed. He's doing nothing but mouthing off in the press and he's doing that kind of stuff. It's Melvin Gordon. It's cutting. I've had enough. Didn't you know what you were buying? We did. That's that's what you were buying. You were. We were buying talent as well, but... Comes at a cost. No, he's an idiot. Talking of idiot running backs, um, Le'Veon Bell has hit the free market again. So the Jets have decided to release him because they couldn't trade him. Everyone is talking about him going to the Bears. And I don't know why. What what have I missed? Why is... I mean, everyone's talking about him going to the Bears. I don't... I mean, is there... Well, I don't know. Is there a, like a rumor mill or something that's passed me by? Because it almost seems everyone said it's a given. Just pushing stuff around. No, like social media. I'm only on Twitter because I don't do Facebook. Because I'm not a 13 year old girl. But yeah, everyone was talking about him going to the Bears. Everyone. And it was just it was weird. I thought, what have I missed? Obviously, missed something. Well, it's just a team that's desperate for talent. And also, I think because the Bears have had a good start to the season, they can offer potential playoff football. Mm. Whereas some of the other teams are talking about can't. You driving back? Would have him back? I wouldn't not have him back. He didn't... I've always said this about Le'Veon. He didn't go the same route as Antonio. He didn't burn his bridges. He held out for more money. Fair enough. We weren't going to offer him the money. We were going to run him into the ground. And we offered him what was fair. You know, it was almost 14, 15 million. Well, he would have been the highest paid running back he, at the time. He would have been the highest paid, but he wanted even more. So yeah. he held out a season. He lost out. I mean, he's still got a lot of money from the Jets. They oh, still yeah. paid him a ridiculous amount of money. 23 for million for... 17, 18 so games. In that way, he did kind of win, but unfortunately, what he's oh, also and there's is, only one loser in this in this conversation, <laughs> well, yeah. and that's the Jets. But what he's also he's also done he's kind of damaged his reputation as a, a elite running back because mm-hmm. his production was so low that no one's prepared to, to really put that faith in him as their number one running back going forward. Yeah, um, you'd have to pay him a lot less. But would I take him back? Yeah, I'd have him back. He's a good receiving running back at the end of the day, and you can we've still got the same pretty much offensive line. We've had to lose a couple of players, like Ramon Foster, because of retirement. Mm. But our offensive line is still probably good enough. There's, so, there's some stats that I saw, which I find quite interesting, um, which were about what players have done with and without Adam Gase. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so if you look at Le'Veon Bell, they, so this is, Sorry, done, <laughs> this is done on points per reception, they call it, so whether it yeah. be running back or anything like that. So with Adam Gase, 13.5 points per reception. Doesn't matter what that means, but... Without Adam Gase, when he was at the Steelers, twenty one point nine, which is the most ever for a back. Uh, yeah, Ryan, it's not really Adam Gase's fault, is it? Yeah. Ryan Tannehill, eighty nine passer rating, 
with Adam Gase, without Adam Gase when he was at Miami, 115.4, which meant he led the NFL. <laughs> okay. Hey, same with Robbie Anderson, same with Devante Parker. There's, there's uh, I feel a, a pattern coming here. There's <laughs> also the Jets organisation. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, not all of those were with the I'm Jets. i stick up for Adam Gase. Two Don't of, make me do this, Dave. Two of those were at Miami. Yeah, okay. Well, Miami sucked as well. No. When Adam Gase was ah, there, they sucked. Was there, yeah, Absolutely. All right. All right. Then you get right. a, then you get a first time head coach who comes in and does significantly better. Yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't get mad about Le'Veon Bell. I don't bear him any ill will, so that's fine. He can come back if you really, if they can pay him two p or something like that. Well, you got you've got. I had a look at this uh, today because I'm not we've sad. Got, we've already got three running backs. Uh, you've got nine uh, eight point nine million pounds uh, million dollars in terms of cap space. So wow. more than enough room to carry him. Yeah, and you'd have to cut a roster spot, which would probably free up another million or so. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I don't think he's going to come back to the Steelers, although he does have ties here, obviously, from his time. So yeah, knows. but in that area of the country, there's fifteen my, different my, teams. So my thought might be the Dolphins. He loves it down in Florida. I've got so. one team in mind. He should go to. Stay where you are. Don't move house. Go to the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> let's let's look at the year results then and how they worked out with your picks. You were playing oh. against Phil this oh, week. I had a bad. Well, Phil had a great week. I had, had a, a great week. I had a mediocre week. Yeah, I mean, you said your aim is always to go at least fifty percent. Yeah, winning record. And you had eight wins. Yeah. So congratulations. Winning, winning record. Eight wins on fifteen games. Phil had eleven. Mm. Well done, Phil. Uh, you both got the Chiefs and Forty Nine ers wrong. Um, Phil got the Vikings wrong. You picked the Seahawks. That worked out for you on a one-point game. But that's where it ended for you, Dave. So you picked the Bucks and Falcons to win. And you picked the Bills to win against the Titans. So it all fell apart. But you got the chance for redemption, obviously, with our picks for week six. So let's take a quick break. And then we'll come back and do the picks and our bets and the fantasy stuff for week six. How about that, Dave? Sounds good to me. Sweet. <laughs> Welcome back, guys, to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. This is the week five review slash week six preview. We've reviewed week five, Dave. So, chance to look ahead now to week six. But we probably should go through some uh, some fantasy stuff. Yeah, indeed. How did it go for you, mate? Uh, I won. What? I won the game. Yeah, I won. What? I know. So really? Unexpected. Yeah, absolutely. In our league? Yes, I won by 10 points. Okay. <laughs> Why are you so disappointed with that? Well, because I lost. So I, I know you lost. <laughs> no, I I bought in Devante Freeman as I mentioned last week on the podcast mm. thing. He was my sort of road pickup. And I'm not going to lie, I accidentally started him. I didn't mean to. Right. But he popped up with almost 15 points, so I'm mm. perfectly happy with that. Um, but yeah, one by ten. So I'm very, very, very happy. DJ Shark got me one point. Whippy. Um, and Lamar Jackson came off for RG3 so he only got me 13 <laughs> which was a bit disappointing well, I was um, ready to go with my new pickup, Damien Harris and then of course the Patriots decided to all get COVID so yeah, the game got pulled I had to play Jarek McKinnon who got me 0.5 points <laughs> so thanks Jarek I was going to say going into the last game um, I needed basic, well the guy I was playing against basically needed um, Alvin Kamara to get 20 points which he's done twice this season mm-hmm. um, fortunately he didn't have a too great a game came out of 11 so I ended up winning um, but your team I mean you Don't. lost by 33 points and you had 35 points Chase Claypool sitting on your bench as yeah. well as AJ Brown on 14 points Johnny Smith on 16 points Kendrick Bourne on 9 
Roethlisberger on 21. I mean, yeah, but they, they, you had that, more points on your bench than you had in your starting lineup. How do you feel, Jim? AJ Brown and Johnny Smith play for the Titans, right? Mm-hmm. Now, when did the Titans play their game? Tuesday. So, and that, we didn't know that was going to happen. So I had to go with who was playing on Sunday. So I had no choice but to keep them out of the game just in case or, they didn't even play. Or did you? Oh, come on. <laughs> if I had kept them in the starting lineup and then the game got pulled completely. Then what? You'd lost. Yeah. You lost anyway. But I didn't know that, did I? <laughs> I mean, hindsight is a wonderful thing. Though. It's probably for the best because you were playing against Philly Sign. He had um, Derek Henry sitting on his bench. So it wouldn't have mattered. You know what, Dave? As long as my Steelers beat his Eagles, then I don't really care if I lost him in fantasy. That's mm. how I'm... That's how I'm I mean, it's a good job you don't. Good job you don't care because his team is solid. He should walk this team. It's ridiculous how good his team is. Mm. Anyway, Mm. except for Zach Ertz, not point six points for him on the. That's on his quarterback. It's not on him. (laughs) So you're now three and two. I'm two and three. Yes, I'm still beating you. Yeah, I've lost a couple of squad. You're right in the middle of the league. I am. No, I am. No, I'm right in the middle. I'm six of twelve. I'm eight. That's That's in the middle. middle. That's dead in the middle. Of what? I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, uh, are you predicted to win this week? No, no. Actually, I am at the moment. That's because um, guy I'm playing against has got Cam Newton starting. He's currently predicted zero points. The predictors are nonsense anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. His points don't matter. The only good thing for me this week is that the guy I'm playing has got Alvin Kamara, who's on the bye. Yeah. And his backup. So you're playing who I played. You're, <laughs> yeah. So you're. See, this is the thing. I I try to be a bit sneaky. Mm-hmm. So um, the guy I'm playing this week has basically won every game because he's got Dak. Dak. Let's not let's not pull a bone. That's oh, the reason he's winning most weeks because he's got Dak. What? No, that wasn't meant like that. Um, genuinely, wasn't meant like that. It, he got he's getting 500 yards every week. All that's that's the reason. That. Yeah, whatever. That's the reason that he was winning most weeks, mm-hmm. and the fact that he's got. Um, Kareem Hunt, Darwin Hopkins, and Ezekiel Elliott, and DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. What did I say? Darwin Hopkins, Darwin I think, Hopkins. probably. So, what I did is basically pick up the best backup wide receiver that I could in waivers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I've done that. I can't remember who it was. Let me have a look at my waivers that I submitted. And I'm second on the waiver wire as well. So, I'm trying to basically prevent um, the pickup. So, tactical waiver wise, why not? So, I've picked up um, Derek Carr, who's a big. <laughs> Big scorer this week because <laughs> that was the best that was available. So now you, you actually can start a Raider. No, no, I've got Lamar Jackson. I just want to prevent oh, he's just, like, any it. further pickups. Absolutely. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, I've also dropped Eric Ebron for Kyle Rudolph as well. After you tried to trade Eric Ebron to me for Johnny Smith, <laughs> yes, I told you exactly where to go on that one. <laughs> I love the fact that I did it. I was washing. I so my phone was on. I issued the trade and I started washing my hands. Oh, I just fed son and blah blah blah. And before I'd finished washing my hands, my phone pinged to say your trade was rejected. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, that was quick." Yeah. So, yeah, and it was about half past seven this morning as well. So you were on it. You were like, "No." I was like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, in my other league, I lost by seventy points to the world's best fantasy team, pretty much. <laughs> I still got a decent score. I just got trounced. Yeah. But yeah, going into the last game, I mentioned this a minute ago. Um, in order to win, I needed Cole Beasley to get 720 receiving yards, <laughs> and that would have got me a draw. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't happen, needless to it's say. The way it goes sometimes, though. Yeah, it's the way it goes. Good weeks, bad weeks. Let's move on to the picks, then, shall we? Let's. For week six, so a new challenger this week. Yeah, and it's Punk Raider. It is. Wow, can you get him out of hiding when there's a win for them against, <laughs> against the Chiefs? And now. <laughs> 
Can't get rid of him. It's like the ground dog. <laughs> just comes out of it, sees it shadow, they're, they're runs on, away again. They're on a bye this week as well, so I thought it's a, it's a good time to doesn't have it. to pick against his Raiders. Yeah, then. exactly. He'd, he'd always pick the Raiders. No, I know. Okay, so we've got a few teams on the bye. We've got no Thursday night game, but we've got a Tuesday night game again. Currently, is the situation here, Dave. I thought Texans-Titans was a Thursday night game. It's a, it's a Sunday. Oh, fair play. So, the first game then is Texans at Titans. Yeah. Um... Now, I, I've said earlier on, I think the Texans are a different team. Happy team. Happy team. Happy slappers. Um, still got to go with the Titans, though. Because of what they did to the Bills. Um, and because of their, the way that they're handling, handling situational football, which in divisional matches between two, two good teams, that's normally what wins your games. Two-minute drills, doing the right things, pulling up um, turnovers, winning the game at the line of scrimmage. Kostkowski's kicking exactly. field goals now, so that always helps. Yeah. Fair enough. Punk's also gone for the Titans. Yeah, sensible choice. The Cincinnati Bengals at the Indianapolis Colts. Now, obviously, the Bengals only put up three points against the Ravens, but the Colts weren't brilliant in their game either. Mm. Who are you going for, Dave? Um, I am going to go for the Colts. I think. Yeah, I'm going to go for the Colts just because I can't <laughs> trust the just because I can't trust the Bengals. They had a really bad game. I was really expecting Burrow to both teams a had a really bad game. Least, but... Yeah. And right into the Ravens the Colts defense is is very good this season. So mm. yeah, I'm still back. I still back the Colts on, and the Colts are at home as well. They are. The Atlanta Falcons are at the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, who'd Punk go for? I'm assuming the Colts. Oh yeah, I went for the Colts. Okay. Sorry, didn't even bother. <laughs> I thought you were asking about the Vikings Falcons game. I'm going to tell you that before you give them the. Pick. No, no, no. You <laughs> didn't mention it when we were looking. Sorry, talking. Yeah, both you going for the Colts? Uh, so I uh, Vikings, Vikings, Vikings Falcons. Vikings at home mm-hmm. Falcons <laughs> it's that what? bounce back ability Dan oh, Quinn's gone God. everyone's happy are they maybe it doesn't make the defence any better nope <laughs> but you're going for Falcons I'm going for the Falcons alright Punk's going for the Vikings the so smiley happy Falcons <laughs> I doubt it I seriously doubt it but anyway um, the game that we hope is going to happen is the Broncos at the Patriots um so we don't know if Cam Newton's going to be playing yet they're saying he's probably going to be practicing on Thursday yeah which means he's only got a day or so of game planning Drew Locke should be back should be right so I am going orange and blue yeah (laughs) Punk's gone for the Patriots yeah shocker (laughs) (laughs) so we've got an NFC least divisional matchup here it's the team at the Giants uh, team at Giants team 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 mm. Punk's gone for the Giants um, I can he's see... got a bit of a soft spot for the Giants though yeah he's son's Giants Giants supporter mm-hmm. um, I've got a massive soft spot for Washington mm. um, I don't even know I've got literally no idea who's starting for Washington like <laughs> literally no idea is it Kyle is it Alex Smith is it Dwayne Haskins if I mean if I had to <laughs> If I had to guess, I'd say Alex Smith. If I had to guess, mm. just because when um, Kyle Allen was, he could have come back into the game. They opted to stick with Alex Smith. So I think they're going to start Allen. Yeah, it's not going to be Haskins. We know that much. Yeah. So okay, yeah. So I'm I'm going to go Washington, and Punk's gone for the Giants. Yeah, the Baltimore Ravens are at the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, nothing about my sanity could actually allow me to pick 
uh, the Eagles, so I'm going to go Ravens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nothing can make me go for the Eagles. Punk has also gone for the Ravens. Yeah, sensible. The Cleveland Browns have an AFC North matchup at the Pittsburgh Steelers. So the Browns' key strength is their run game. Yes. And we know that the Steelers are world-class at preventing the run. Um, and Nick Chubb's not available. Yeah, Nick Chubb's Nick also Chubb. on IR. Um, and we know that the Browns are most dangerous when they lean on the run and prevent um, Baker Milton from throwing it. So leads me to the obvious answer of going for the Browns. What? <laughs> That's typical you, Dave. Yeah. Just despite me. Mm-hmm. Punk's, Punk's gone for the Steelers. So uh, well done, Punk. The Chicago Bears are at the Carolina Panthers. Now this sounds like a really tough game to me. Nick Foles has got the Bears believing. They've got a winning record. But the Panthers are really tough. Although some breaking news is that K1 short, their defensive tackle's gone on IR with a an injury that was sustained in the last game. So that's a bit of a, a blow for them. This is a 50-50. And I've been flopping on it backwards and forwards. And... I can't remember which side of the fence I fell on, so I'm going to go with my gut now and say Panthers. Okay. Yeah. Well, Punk's gone for the Bears. Oh, so good. Excellent. We've got okay. another split up there. The Detroit Lions are at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Lions. <laughs> I just think Lions are a more well-rounded unit. Um, you know, I've all, I've got a soft spot for the Lions. I don't think there's. You know, I'm not gonna. Um, I'm going to hide that again I I just think they're a more well-rounded team they're more dangerous on offence defence is a bit more reliable as well uh, Minshew's a bit boom or bust uh, they, I mean Jacksonville could go there and score 50 points they could go there and score 4 points literally 2 safeties and that's it they're yeah, nothing yeah. else I don't necessarily see how on an even game the Jags beat the Lions really I mean your soft spot is showing yes just got to tell you that. Absolutely. You may want to cover it. Yeah. Uh, well, Punk's also gone for the Lions. Take a look at it. Treat yourself. I can't. I can't look at it. It's like the Ark. For the Don't Covenant. stare it straight in the eyes. <laughs> the Oh, another AFC East matchup. It's the New York Jets at the Miami Dolphins. Do I really need to answer this? <laughs> really? You never know. The Joe Flacco-led Jets. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go Dolphins. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Jets are going to go out and win this game now. I might be. Yeah. Uh, Punk's also gone for the Dolphins. Yeah. The Green Bay Packers off their bye are at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who wish they were on a bye, I suppose. Yeah. Um, if it's at... Tampa Bay. Yeah, if it's at Green Bay, yeah. then all day, lo- all day long I'm going Packers. Mm-hmm. Um, Rodgers versus Brady, I mean, it's... The two perennial... Jones versus Jones. Yep. And I know which Jones I prefer. Jones. <laughs> Jones is going to win that one. <laughs> Jones will absolutely walk it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am going to go Packers, I think. Okay. Yeah, Punk's also gone for the Packers. Yeah, makes sense. It does. The Monday night games, plural, start with the LA Rams at the San Francisco 49ers. Going sheep. Going for the rain. Going sheep. Uh, sheep have really impressed me, and 49ers um, have looked awful. Yeah. Um, that Super Bowl hangover is real. Oh, mate, honestly. Real. It's not very often I'm right, but I was spot <laughs> on this season. I was absolutely bang on. They might end up bottom of the division. Yeah. 
I mean, How yeah, about that for us? they're all, they're already bottom of the division, mm-hmm. and that division is the exact opposite of the NFC East. Yeah, it's <laughs> really difficult to climb up. It's a murderer's row, isn't it? Oh, it's awful. Yeah, we might even see the Rams win that division. Uh, no, Seattle will. Seattle will win it. Yeah, they're unbeaten. Mm. They've got Russell Wilson. They win when it matters. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We will, unless COVID, you know, cancels <laughs> the season. <laughs> yeah. uh, the other game on Monday night is the Kansas City Chiefs at the Buffalo Bills. Two teams that took a stingers last week. I like the Bills. I can't back them though, so I'm gonna go for the other lot. The one you hate. Yeah, those <laughs> bastards. Punks have done the same thing, so you're both picking the Chiefs. Yeah. The Tuesday night game are the Arizona Cardinals at the Dallas Cowboys. Big up those cards. The Andy Dalton-led Cowboys. You said earlier you can just switch them out and you keep that train rolling on offense. Right. But their defense is garbage. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to go well, I'm well, gonna, I'm gonna the cards. Andy Dalton. Yeah. I'm I'm, Andy Dalton is still Andy Dalton. Yeah. So he's not Dak. He's not going to be getting 500 yards the, a game. Uh, ah, the other problem for Andy Dalton was he always faded in the lights. <laughs> Not just a ginger thing. <laughs> I was going to say, is that a ginger no, joke? No, no. Any prime time, right. he f- he absolutely flaked. So I can't so. wait for them to play the Vikings then. <laughs> in a six, no, in a, in a, a mon- six o'clock Sunday Monday game. night game or Thursday night game. So it will be Andy Dalton against Kirk Cousins. Doesn't matter. Thursday night. interception you fest. Yeah, you can't do you can't do prime time. Uh, okay, we've gone for the Cardinals. Punk's gone for the Cowboys. So yep. another oh, difference really? there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> free money you never know you never know with the NFL that's the whole point that's why I'm basically poor on the betting (laughs) you haven't won (laughs) one yet no I haven't won one yet hoping I'm going to turn that around what are you doing for your bet this week Dave right so um, last week I said oh yeah so I I had a seven team accumulator last week yes you did Um, Texans Cowboys Rams Kansas Ravens Cards Bucks Bucks lost on Thursday it was over already. Yeah, done before you said it. You had a three-team handicap. And One of them was the Bucks. First of all, yeah. Basically, Cowboys lost by Friday well, morning, so. we were done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was all work. I put £3.75 on you, put £3. Neither of us won. Yeah, whatever. So this season, I am still on... getting desperate now. I am still on two wins. Uh, I've lost two. You've lost all four. Oh, That's Jesus. a 0% win percentage for you. Mm-hmm. That's. I'll say that again. Zero. Mm-hmm. Um, so that leads us into week six. Balances start at I've got twenty three pounds. You've got four pounds. Okay, this is that's not me bragging. That's just oh, so we know where we are. Yes. Start with a tenner. So I've gone for a bet. It's eight to one, and it's a five team accumulator. So I've got the Ravens to beat the Eagles. Sounds like it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Kansas to beat the Bills. That's right. on a Monday night, so I can cash out before that depending on how I feel Um, and the Colts to beat the Bengals should happen as well but then I've also got the Broncos to beat the Patriots now it sounds dodgy but the Broncos the Broncos get a nine and a half point head start nine and a half point head start I mean that's ridiculous that should (laughs) that should come in okay then uh, I've got Washington who have a two and a half point head start against the Giants again should come in so, in effect, I am quite. I reckon there's a decent chance I'll win that one. So uh, it's eight to one, uh, and I've put three pounds on, and I should get twenty twenty seven pound back. 
well, I have also, well, I've, I've thrown the money at the wall. I've you put have. the £3 bet on that. I mean, you've only got four quid. I know. So you want 75% of it. Yeah, it's going to be dangerous next week if I think it's coming. <laughs> uh, so I've tried to go as safe as possible with a five-team acker. Uh, I've gone, again, for the Ravens, mm-hmm. the Colts, the Rams, the Dolphins, obviously to beat the Jets, and the Patriots to beat the Broncos. So we've got a... We've got four matching here. games, yeah. Yeah, four matching games, but the Broncos-Patriots, yours is your heart and mine's the head, so... Yeah. I'll probably win that. And you've got the I've gigantic, got, enormous odds of three to one. Almost three to one. Almost three to one. So I get £11.91. Christ. I need that money, Dave. <laughs> I've got nothing to play with. This, this Can I just say, in. this was the best feature I think we've ever done. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're winning it at the moment, you smug bastard. <laughs> yeah. And with that, as long as all the games get played, then we'll be all right. And uh, Yes. Absolutely. Looking forward to watching those games. There's some really good matchups going on there. Um, before, I think. Yeah. I was going to say the one thing that w- this season I think marks is we know what every team is now. Ish. I think we do. I think you've got a good grip on what every team is. There's a few teams where I've had buys and we're probably still not sure, but we know what each team. The Jets are crap and they've got massive depth issues. We knew that as, last year. Mm, they <laughs> still won seven games last year. Yeah. But as soon as you get past those first players, the Jets have got massive issues. We know what every single team has now. I mean, Kansas, we know what Kansas are now. They're an incredibly talented team who have trouble. They need to wake up. Yeah, they need to wake up and you know, stop believing their own hype. Mm-hmm. So it's now interesting because we, in theory, should be able to get a lot more of the picks right. In That's theory, no, I know. <laughs> so, I'll do what you said. No, I know. <laughs> but it's, we should now, because going into the season, it was a bit of a crapshoot at times. Going, I'm not sure what. Number one, the NFL is cyclical, so season after season, it changes constantly. Mm-hmm. But now we've got more of a stable basis on to base any of our predictions, so it should become a lot easier. The one thing you don't want to do is if you've only got four pound in a betting account, throw three pound of it on a five team accumulator that's scratchy at best. <laughs> scratchy at best. <laughs> Give off. Look, before we go, Dave, we have to do the normal things. If you like the podcast, please make sure you're subscribing and telling all your friends. And Send us money. on iTunes and wherever you can do that. Um, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Jim and the King or at NFL Fan Support or at Denver Dave 30 <laughs> The three there. Um, JimTheKing.com is our website where you can find out all the footage on there. Um, but until next week, I've been Jim. That's been Denver Dave, and thank you so much for listening. 